Veterans Path, helping veterans find peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor through practical tools like meditation and mindfulness, physical and outdoor experiences, and a community of camaraderie. I'm John McCaskill, a Navy SEAL commander turned mindfulness teacher. Here on the Veterans Path podcast, I interview veterans, athletes, corporate leaders, and many others who found peace through the practices of meditation and mindfulness, breaking down the stigma of pursuing mental health and making it a priority, improving and saving lives. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. I'm John McCaskill, your host, and thanks for tuning in to the Veterans Path podcast. This podcast is just a piece of what we do. Veterans Path is actually a nonprofit working to introduce veterans and active service members to meditation and mindfulness, typically in outdoor settings, so they can find a sense of peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. That's where the word path in our name comes from. And the point of this podcast is to make people more aware of what we do to increase support of Veterans Path, increase attendance at our retreats so we're able to help more veterans, and finally, to reduce the stigma around mindfulness, meditation, and seeking mental health support. Listeners and viewers, if you're enjoying the show, please give us a review or a like and share the show with anyone and everyone you think could benefit from our message. Also, you can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. All right, today my guest is Josh, Josh Vineyard, a marketing and relationship manager for a company called 11th Hour Service, which is a service-disabled veteran-owned small business, or an SDVOSB, that specializes in federal financial risk management and consulting, located in Falls Church, but functions inside eight different states. Josh has dealt with anxiety and depression for a long time, which eventually led him to utilize substances as a crutch to feel normal and happy. Outside of all the things that led him out of this time in his life, he says the most powerful and the only one that worked was meditation. And we're going to learn a lot more about Josh here on today's episode of the Veterans Path Podcast. All right, welcome back. As mentioned in the intro, my guest today is Marketing and Relationship Manager, Josh Vineyard. Josh, welcome to the show. John, how are you? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I am well, and I am honored to have you. I know it's been a work in progress basically since day one, since we started talking about having a podcast for Veterans Path. You and I yeah. have been in discussion, and uh, for one reason or another, things didn't work out. But here we are finally in the middle of the uh, maybe maybe the middle, maybe the end. I don't know where we are in this COVID-19 pandemic, (laughs) but, but we are where we are and we're finally making it happen. So thanks for, uh, thanks for working with me with, uh, with my schedule and I I appreciate your schedule. I know you're busy too. So yeah, you heard me going through your bio at the beginning there. Um, Can you walk us back in time and tell us a little bit more about Josh as a person? So kind of family situation where you grew up, uh, kind of uh, upbringing, that type of thing, just so that we know you're a person and not just a bio. <laughs> Thanks very much, John. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, my backstory can be kind of drawn out a little bit everywhere. Um, you know, my dad is a retired, uh, retired from the Navy, 30, 30 years commander. Um, so I spent a good portion of my life really traveling all around. I'm sure you know all sorts of about that, right? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, just a smidge. Um, and so, you know, I would say, you know, my life as I remember is really kind of bits and pieces here and there, the goods, the bads, the uglies. But I was born in Florida. Uh, since Florida, have lived in uh, Bur- Florida to Bermuda, um, from Bermuda to Maryland, Maryland, Virginia, Maryland, California, Hawaii, California, now back here. Um, wow. and my parents, yeah, all a bit, I've been to all of the really nice places, but not long enough or not during the right age to truly enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, here in Virginia, my you know my uh, my parents are divorced probably about twenty twenty five years ago, but still really good friends. Um, and yeah, I mean that that's kind of my major dynamic. Started out really kind of really I would say my professional career started out in California, but um, for the most part. You know, kind of moved all over the place, made a bunch of friends, lost a bunch of friends, made a bunch of friends, lost a bunch of friends. That's always 
intriguing, especially when you're in your younger years in high school and trying to figure out how to fit in. Sure. Uh, nonetheless, I'm here in Virginia, which I thought I would never be in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think if you're tied to the Navy in some form or fashion, whether you're in the Navy yourself or the family, you're bound to come through Virginia at some point. Uh, whether you end up here permanently, uh, that's a you know a different question or a different answer. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned your your professional career, and I touched on it there uh, with with Eleventh Hour. Um, what brought you to where you are now in your profession? I know you've got a lot more uh, in your LinkedIn than than what I shared here. So yeah. what brought you to where you are? You know, there's um, I mean, my family is very close my brother and i are very close we're, we're pretty much best friends and you know we spend probably every other day talking whether i was living in california um you know when my when my dad moved from hawaii and then moved back here to the east coast to work um, down at the pentagon uh, my brother came back with him i went back to california with my mom so always best friends but so i spent the last 20 years out in california really doing uh, really you know started out as a cashier but you know, service industry ultimately all together uh, and then spent 15 years doing restaurant management to a point that I was doing uh, managing two to three uh, restaurants, eventually managing a new concept that would, had just gone global um, and then ultimately decided that driving you know, from San Diego to LA and back every day and then putting in a 60 hour work week didn't make a whole lot of sense. And luckily, yeah, yeah I was, pure insanity you know I think you know depending on the time that I would leave the restaurant I was working at was right across the street from Disneyland so I had a, a mandatory need to be there till 2 a.m. because it was their you know their flagship store they were bringing in I mean x amount of dollars but um, nonetheless you know in conversations with Sean and you know obviously some of my complaining from those those kind of dealings and trying to figure out, you know, where, you know, where does Josh fit in the puzzle next uh, as far as his life as a whole. And uh, my brother had reached out and said, Hey, I'm working in this company doing X, you know, financial advisory. Uh, he's very heavy on the risk management side and had left a, a larger company to come to this smaller company, which is the company that I'm at now and basically presented, you know, the ability to drop the 70 hour work week drop the you know three hour drive there the three hour drive back um and then take a chance on something that i never thought i would ever find myself doing but ultimately um you know coming into doing what i love doing the most which is working with people so it nice. kind of tied in i think initially you know i started out doing really recruiting uh which was fun because i've got the gift of gab luckily um <laughs> it's perfect I, that's on a podcast always, Exactly right. <laughs> it can be beneficial. It can also equally be not beneficial. But but got but got me here. And I think you know, two years two years ago, literally probably about actually the eighth. The eighth was the first day I moved here of this month, uh, two years ago. And ultimately was not overly. Ex I was excited about it, but you know how it goes when you're in a different environment. And, I mean, I could run a restaurant with my hands behind my back, standing on one foot, you know, both eyes closed, you know, whistling Dixie, where <laughs> here I'm like, I'm doing what? HHS? I don't, I don't know what that acronym is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. acronym soup out here is, is, is the normal thing. And so that, that's kind of what led me out here currently to what I'm doing now. Wow. Well, and, and so um, 11th hour, I, I won't get too much into detail about them specifically, sure. but. Sure. Um, service disabled, veteran owned. Um, for our listeners who may not be aware of what that is, can you tell us what that what that means in in the grand scheme of things for for a business, and then uh, and then who it is potentially if you can talk to that that is that service disabled veteran? Yeah, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit about it. I know I know the the gist of it, but I don't know if I know it as in depthly and can explain it as well. So hopefully, I don't do it any disjustice, but <laughs> our, our main partner, um, retired from the military, U.S. Marine Corps, um, disabled veteran, uh, between him and his other partner, uh, and eventually got out of the military. Um, this is where it kind of breaks down for me as far as fully understanding. I don't want to say the wrong thing. 
him to call me later and be like, <laughs> but nonetheless, well, I between go ahead. Don't don't feel the need to answer, man. If, uh, yeah, I, that's uh, one thing that I did start doing when I uh, first started this uh, podcast off was I I would send the script, um, quote unquote, uh, sure. to to my guests, and uh, all my guests were great, but I felt that sending them a script made the the conversation more of a script and less of yeah. a conversation. Uh, yeah. So it. Now, now I've stopped doing that, and the conversations I think are a lot more organic. Mm-hmm. But then you get singers like that. <laughs> that really like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> you're, you're I, mean, I think I think you know both of them being retired vets essentially wanted to transfer over what they learned and felt service wide um, for the people to then be able to take that and turn it into a company that they could do more with. And yeah. we actually started out as a recruiting practice um, and then began doing advisory four years kind of into that um, with a with a big four company and then that isn't essentially transferred us into doing advisory then i would say probably five or six years ago really you know hammered the nail in the coffin as far as setting recruiting aside and we really picked up advisory as a full-time you know underlying this is our main capability um, and then, you know, inside of that, there's financial advisory and data analytics, automation, and enterprise risk management, et cetera. Uh, and that's kind of really brought us to where we're at today. So, you know, the big thing from them, at least, is is taking the, the aspect of serving people, you know, from the military, which I, I can't, and John, thank you. I mean, we can't be any more grateful for, I was telling this to my dad all the time, and he tells me to stop, but it's hard, hard not to, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I get it. And yeah. thanks for the support, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that, they really wanted to transfer that spirit really into a company that was really, you know, I think I think a lot of time in the corporate world, things can get stuffy and you start talking about finances and we've got to make ends meet and this and that. And, you know, Alan and Steven as the originators, the two main partners that originated the company really wanted to get away from that kind of MO of business. Yes, it's important for us to make money, but at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, relationships and servicing others. And and that is where we really build our our our, our company off of. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. But well yeah, and I think that's that's so valuable is the relationships and kind of the community that you build. And that's what Veterans Path, that's a big piece of what we do with with the meditation and mindfulness that's that's obviously a chunk but also tying veterans together with other veterans who have common experiences that's uh that that helps to develop the community that's that's incredibly important um i'm going to shift gears here i've noticed on the video you've got some uh some tattoos there what are what are those tattoos on your wrist oh gosh yeah what do you got there some of these we won't get into because they're relationship oriented (laughs) we don't we don't want to cause any issues um (laughs) I'm, I'm into music, so I, I play, you know, one of my, you know, as we get more into the meditation type things, one of the, you know, meditation comes in different forms, you know, sure. um, one of those happens for me to be music, um, whether that is the simplicity of playing my guitar, you know, whether that is you know, the kind of meditative state I get into when I'm writing. Um, so, so I've got a lot of things that are really music oriented. Nice. You know, this one is a, is a you know, music note over a heart. Nice. This this is the controversial one that we won't get into. Uh, <laughs> That's the one this that actually is caught cr- my eye first. <laughs> we'll go into it. It, it. it is essentially it's a it's an X over a heart, and it, it's the one that you know people come up to me and they're like, "I don't get it. You don't like love." <laughs> that's, you that's you what I was thinking. You don't want to be in a relationship, <laughs> and that is that is the conversation I get every single time. Which yeah. which don't get me wrong. I mean, that's kind of the, the point of having a tattoo, right? It's a conversation yeah. piece really that tells yeah. a story. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and so, so I always tell people this was, although that is in some similarity, yes, kind of what it is. This was a staple. I had just gotten out of a relationship with a really wonderful gal, still friends today. And, um, but I was at a weird point in life where, you know, I had some hardships when I was really from the, you know, the age of 20. Um, and eventually that ended and that turned into, you know, a lifelong journey of hardships and figuring things out as you do getting into your, you know, adult self, 
um, but had gotten this tattoo when I realized that the necessity of being in a relationship with someone else over myself wasn't as necessary. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like this, hey, you know, love yourself. That's okay. We can do that first. You know, the requirement of having a significant other isn't as important as you, you make it seem to be. Um, and funny enough, was kind of the initial phase of where I got into some of the my mindfulness and kind of wellness things but this one is probably um my favorite yeah i don't know if you've ever have you ever seen that i haven't so it's called um it's called a unilome and you know we've talked a little bit about my 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 background of my life and substance abuse and things Mm -hmm. like that and that was essentially so a unilome what it is stands for the craziness which is life which is essentially you know, the, the kind of weaving here. Yeah. Um, and as you go up, it, it really, so oddly enough, the tattoo's not finished and I somehow missed this. There's supposed to be a period right at the top that I, for some reason, uh-huh. didn't notice. But it discusses, you know, the craziness that is life and the yeah. weaving in and out of things as you begin to figure them out. Kind of settles and at the down. End, Right, and then it's called. They, there's a. There's supposed to be an end point, and it's considered enlightenment, which is kind of when all the dots connect, and you kind of go, "Oh, okay," kind of see what's going on. So, yeah. I, I really kind of wanted this probably first and foremost in you know the quickest line of eyesight as possible to constantly remind me that that it's okay. You know, that's life is crazy sometimes, but at yeah. the end of the day, you know, there's there's something to kind of look forward to, which is. It's nice to know. Yeah. So what did you call that? A penalone? A unalone. Well, I don't know where I got penalone. <laughs> you got half of it right. And that's what matters, right? So, all right. So for those who are listening, yeah. look up look up unalone, unalone. Or, or check us out on YouTube because we do this on YouTube too. Uh, and you can see what Josh has got going on with all the tattoos there. So, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, kind of a couple of things there that I want to get into. Yeah. Um, you're, you're struggling with, um, anxiety and depression. Uh, we mentioned that in the intro and you talked about mm-hmm. a little bit of that, um, when you were in your early twenties and then, and then kind of finding that self-love, which is huge. I'm glad you talked about that tattoo. That's the, that's a yeah. good one. Um, when did you realize and how did you realize that you were struggling and then how did you initially address it? Challenging question. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, there's so many, I could sit back and go, there's one, there's yeah. one, there's one, you know, <laughs> um, I think it's, it's, you know, w- w- at what point did it really kind of end? And then at what point did I pick it up in a different place, if that makes sense, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think really being, being in the, a military family and, and moving around, um, you know, causes a lot of hardships internally, you know, sure. it's like, you, you eventually learn to kind of shut off and kind of close yourself off from others while equally at the same time grasping on, um, which I think by nature is, it's a human, it's a human nature, right? Um, naturally, I think people are drawn to other people. Um, but when you're, you grow up kind of protecting yourself due to the fact that every three years I was in a new school or a new neighborhood, you know, you eventually kind of step back a little further and a little further. Um, I didn't go to college, um, went, you know, I, that was kind of my initial phase of really getting into kind of, you know, it was, you're in your teens and you get into your early twenties and you're experimenting. The challenge for me is that the experimenting didn't really end in the time frame that you sh- it really should. And I'd see my friends, you know, out of high school, going into college, they stopped doing all that and they kept on going. And I'm, and I'm really, you know, they're kind of the passerbys and I'm just kind of sitting in this one spot going, well, why am I not there? Yeah. Yeah. And that is really, I think initially where a lot of my internal issues kind of started to pop up because then it became this judgment, you know, of others, which really internally was a judgment of myself as far as my inadequacies, at least what I believe to be um, inadequacies. And that was really, I, I would say, you know, 20 through 30 probably the majority of of the issues that I dealt with and um now don't get me wrong there were a lot of great things that happened in life I 
went from being a lowly cashier, not having a college degree, worked for a great company, Panera, um, and, you know, kind of worked hard. Luckily, um, you know, dad, retired commander, brother is a partner now. My mom is a VP uh, for Whole Foods. Um, we, we're all, if I was to tell you the day-to-day of my, my grandmother, you know, she's up at 5 a.m. She works out for two hours every day a week. Wow. And she's go, go, go. And she's 78, I think. And so, so there's always been this kind of motto of you get up and you get going. There is no stopping. So luckily, the one thing I think that I always kind of had for me is I always, always was a hard worker. May have had a skewed mentality on life, you know, but yeah. was always a hard worker. And luckily, that carried me through the restaurant industry um, and led me to a position where cashier in the beginning and then at the end was really managing not only my restaurant but then two other restaurants due to I think you know there was a parameter you know that I was I was categorized in of being the top 10 percent performers um, in a couple different avenues and so was looked upon to teach that on others now that really was the great highlights of my life now eventually that went away tried dabbling in some other things. And I think that was right around the time that I was trying to figure out who I was, where I was going. I was, you know, my my dad hadn't really retired yet. Um, My mom was moving up in her world. My brother was moving up in his world. And I, I, I continued to find myself kind of stuck in that same perception of, you know, passerby, passerby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you get older, you know, it, it doesn't get easier. The world still keeps turning. Um, and, and I always felt stagnant and, and I think that had to deal with, so that's really, I mean, where I think I hit probably, I would say 30, 32 is really when I hit my kind of my bottom. Mm-hmm. And at that point it was really trying to figure out how do I, how, how do I get out of that? Um, which then, you know, over a period of a year or so really you know, doing some self-discovery dabbling with the you know the no drinking thing is that something that is worthwhile and really trying to understand and I think I talked about it a little bit of it in kind of my bio stuff that I submitted it was this this committee that kind of goes on internally in my head that tells me yes no indifferent left right wrong right you know um, and then eventually luckily had linked up with a couple good folks and they were like oh there's this meditation thing and I was like, yeah, who, heard they, who, were these, who were these uh, good folks? Yeah, all good friends of mine, you know, just uh, had a friend of mine who was a gal that actually lived with my mom. Um, and she had become like my sister and had a couple really close friends that, you know, we had, you know, the in-depth under the star conversations where it's like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm 32, <laughs> you know, and she's like, man, it sounds like you've got a lot of these anxiety things going on. And I was like, yeah, and she was probably six years younger than I and seemed to have her head on straight. And she was like, well, I do a lot of stuff with wellness and meditation. I should link you up with some of my buddies. And I was like, hey, I'm always, you know, I mean, first and foremost, I, I don't wear big white gowns. I hope you know that. And don't walk around in Jesus sandals. So I hope as long as that's not something that's going to you know, forego Josh, um, <laughs> I can still do it. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Californians, we're all a bunch of hippies, you know? So for me, that just meant no shoes and jorts, jean shorts, <laughs> a t shirt. <laughs> and really, that was kind of the initial phase of where I got into mindfulness and meditation. And luckily, we had a, I don't know what you call it, it was a temple right next to my mom's house where I was living, there was a, a temple and it was, you know, monks lived there mm-hmm. and it was right on the cliff of um, a beach. So it oversaw the ocean and um, it, it was fully stocked. If, if that sounds appropriate <laughs> with, with, with monks all the time. And she had linked me up with this guy, Alex, and he said, Hey, we're going to go check out this place and I'm going to teach you about meditation. And I just remember that like, the calamity in my head, meditation, like what is quiet space? Like what does quiet space even sound like? Cause I, I can't remember the last time my brain stopped ticking. Yeah. And it could be 1am in the morning staring at the ceiling fan, trying to figure out what did I do yesterday? What am I doing tomorrow? Why am I up right. at 1am? Yep. <laughs> and that was really kind of the initial 
we did literally a five minute meditation and it wasn't a minute more than that timer goes off okay good we're good to go and i'm like that's it yeah we're good and that was probably the first perception i had of what meditation was and and it wasn't long you know within a few minutes of that that i'm you know i'm walking to my car and you know right looking over the beach and i'm just kind of like in this reflective mode and my mind doesn't feel as busy and i'm not i don't seem concerned with anything at the moment and it was it was actually a bit mind-blowing um and that's kind of where i really got into you know my first few steps of meditation up until gosh i have four years later now yeah nice yeah i mean yeah. settling some of the chaos in your mind um the the analogy and i think i mentioned this on a few episodes ago and i thought i was so genius because i thought i came up with it on my own uh kind of like the snow globe where it's shaken up and you got all the snowflakes floating around yeah and then uh meditation is like setting that snow globe down and letting it sit there for a while and letting all those snowflakes kind of settle and letting that water clear I am, I'm not the first one to come up with that analogy, unfortunately, but it's a great I've one. I've never heard it. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's very appropriate. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably what, what you're feeling after that, that first five minute meditation is that, that clearing or calming of the mind. Um, and, and that's when we communicated, you said that's something that you wanted to talk about was yeah. the simplicity of mm-hmm. meditation, but the profound effects that it has in, in your life. Um, you kind of touched on the simplicity there, but can you talk uh, a little bit more about that and then the, the profound effects that you've had in your life since you've been practicing? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, even going back to the simplicity side of it, uh, I was actually, I think I was telling you, um, I think a few months ago, I had had a conversation with a guy that's working with us and she has some anxiety and, and, and this and that. And I think she's had a family member super close passed away and she had a new she just started working for us and um i wish someone had told me this originally it was that easy you know and i literally remember telling her hey it doesn't need to be an hour you don't need to go sit sit on top of a mountain in the house (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't have to work that way you can and if you can great um definitely but i mean i just yes i mean if i would i would love to do all of those things (laughs) even i would even wear the white down if i could um but I remember telling her, I said, just here's an app, choose the five minute one and go sit at home for five minutes. You don't even need to perfect the breath. You don't right. even need to perfect, you know, the mental aspect of it. Just do it. And she literally walked up to me the next morning, almost, almost in a cheerful rant. She was like, it couldn't have been that easy. <laughs> and, and I was like, but it was, wasn't it? And she was like a bit, bit mind blowing. And so when I talk about the simplicity, I really... I've even got to remind myself today that I don't need a, and I've been doing it for four years. Right. You know, I don't need 30 minutes to give myself what is considered bliss. Um, Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, if I have it. Um, And and really that's, I think one of the first foundational parts of what changed my life Uh, because life is busy and a day where, um, today where technology is everything. And so you're constantly in a feedback loop of the news and who likes and doesn't like my post and, uh, you know, what's my mom need and who's pinging me from work and, you know, where you've constantly got this kind of, you know, chitter chatter in the background. It's nice to know that there's a tool in your, you know, in your back pocket that is as simple as a two minute sit down with yourself. Right. And that was probably the first part that really changed the foundation of my life to a point where, you know, these days, uh, I don't know if there's a day that goes by that I'm not meditating. And, you know, I think in talking of simplicity, and I think you've been talking about it earlier, as far as the meditative states is, uh, I mean, it could be my guitar. You know, it could be staring out at the ocean. It could be, you know, a simple conversation with someone, you know what I mean? It could be a simple stroll through the grass. I mean, it could be sitting down with my legs crossed, sitting on Mm -hmm. my pillow. Um, and, and, you know, lo and behold, you know, learning different practices and really, you know, what I consider the intricacies of, of meditation and the labyrinth, I guess, of things that you can do inside of that 
when you realize that life is not as conformed as you think it is, um, and that it's a little bit more pliable and flexible, for me, someone who is a constant thinker um, and, and easily ADD, very, very easily ADD, and kind of all over the place, and it's nice to be able to say that I can sit back for a minute and do that. And where that has gotten to me, or where that has gotten me, um, is really everything. I mean, my relationship with my family is better. Um, I think inside of meditation and wellness, you learn really about selflessness and how it doesn't really have to be all about me and my world and my concerns. And when you flip that perspective onto others, as far as how am I serving them? You know, who am I to my family? Um, it, there's just, I mean, work has gotten better. I mean, I'm, I'm teaching people how to meditate at work. Where actually, I think I was telling you before, we're actually, we just kicked off a wellness program about a month ago. Beautiful. We're doing it in snippets. Yeah, it's great. So we've been doing some, I mean, COVID kind of, you know, was the forcing function. I think it has right? been for a lot, a lot of companies, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been a time of need and also a time where there ironically is time to do it. Yeah. You know, maybe they're not commuting to work and they can use that extra time in their days to focus on wellness um, even if it's not getting to the gym, it's mental wellness um, because it's so ne necessary in this time. There's so mm -hmm. many additional stressors that I don't think we even knew were going to come up in this time. So it's, it's good that you're doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's weird. And I'm sure you've noticed too. It's like you can be mentally drained and physically drained. And I have, I have found over the last two years what mentally drained is like. And, you know, working in a restaurant, you're on your feet all day. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's the real tired. That's yeah. the real tired. But then I got out here and it's like, it's all mental. Right. And me being mentally tired is so much worse because yeah. everything kind of collapses. Yeah. And I'm sure with you having a family and uh, I'm sure transitioning in careers <laughs> and things like that, like mentally tired, it's like you got to go home and do a certain thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of both. Um, on the table right now, physical exhaustion and mental exhaustion. But yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I've been physically worn out as, as all of us have been, but the days that I'm most smoked at the end of the day are the days that I've been sitting at my computer um, actively, not, not just reading emails or surfing mm -hmm. uh, social media, but actively responding on zoom calls on meetings where my mind is actively being engaged the whole time. I'm absolutely smoked at the end of those days. And I mean, yeah. I, can, I can fall asleep at the drop of a hat at the end of those days. The downside yeah. is normally halfway through the night, I wake up and I start thinking about everything that uh, I you know, was going through that day. Yep. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's hard for me to get back to sleep, but now I use, I use meditation and I use deep breathing, belly breathing, box breathing to put me back to sleep and get me out of that, that vicious loop. Cause as soon as you lose sleep, then the rest of it goes downhill really fast. And, and Real the quick. motivation to meditate in the morning, which I like to do first thing, mm -hmm. motivation for that kind of falls off and you're like, well, I can get five or 10 minutes extra sleep, which ultimately is not going to benefit you as much as five or 10 minutes of meditation. So, so true. Yeah. So yeah, I like the fact that you're talking about the simplicity and the immediate effects that you get from meditation, but also the cumulative side there, as you talked about, you started teaching friends, they started coming to you, they actually started seeing it in you as well. And not, it wasn't just a placebo that you thought was happening. Yeah. It's something that they saw in you as well. That's actually what really got me to start practicing more so was when people came to me and they asked me what I was doing differently. So similar story in, in that uh, it's not just something that you believe in yourself. I mean, it is, it's a big piece of it, but then yeah. when people, when outsiders start coming to you and asking you, it, that's a pretty powerful sign that you're doing something that right. works. So that's, that's pretty awesome. So how do you stay disciplined in your practice? I mean, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, five minute practice here, maybe a walk there, but how are you staying actually disciplined in your practice? 
yeah, I mean, I think that's always the challenge, right? Discipline yeah. in anything these days yeah. <laughs> seems to be challenging, especially now with, with COVID going on. And it's like, man, yeah. my office is not only my bedroom, but it's, <laughs> it's where I read, it's where I eat, you know? Yeah, all um, the lines are blurred. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. There's no lines. My, my, my brain is like, it's weird. Yeah. What do you mean you have your laptop? What? This is your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so saying discipline is challenging. Um, I think the there's well morning times for me is like the, the the no I I can't excuse myself for the day without a medication. Nice, nice. Um, and and you know I don't know if this is TMI. I like to sh I like to shower and meditate. I think I've got a cool little like well, I don't know a little shelf thing that I can sit on, but it just happens to be the one place that I know I'm going to be every day. Yeah. And and I think growing up really at the beach or around the beach for 20 years, hearing the water in the background is very soothing for me. So mm -hmm. for me, you know, the discipline is finding something that I mentally connect with every day that is going to constantly remind me hey, did you do this yet? And mm -hmm. so it's either before the shower, in the shower, right after the shower, some point in that 30 minute time frame, my brain is going, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Josh, we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> so it, that really helps. Now, anything beyond that is, is you know, the extra benefit. Sometimes, sure. you know, I'll, I'll get home from a long day or today I'll get home from a long day and, yeah. um, I went to a meditation retreat about two months ago. It was a, sci um, a happiness retreat. And they taught me this very specific, but very long 30 to 45 minute breathing technique. And it knocks me out. Yeah. Um, I would almost say it puts me, when we go through the practice of it, the first time I actually came out of it, um, and not to be inappropriate as far as, you know, experimenting with drugs and things like that, but you came <laughs> out of it in like this very euphoric state of mind and they teach you how to do it at home. And so, you know, I'll have days where, you know, I'll get home and, and that's the necessity. But um, so the discipline for me is really focused around familiarizing my brain mostly with something that is going to tell me you got to be doing your meditation at some point in this time frame. Mm -hmm. Otherwise for, for me being me, I'm, I'm going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, it's like you get to that point sometimes where work gets busy or family catches you or this happens. And then you're like three and four days in, you know, and maybe it's 30 days, maybe it's 10 days, maybe it's two days, whoever it depends on the person for me about three days in, if I don't meditate, like I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the person that drinks coffee every morning to wake up and you didn't have that cup of coffee for a couple of days. Like, you get the headache and you get the, you know, the sluggishness, my brain literally just feels altered if I don't do it. So it's, it's important to have that discipline. Yeah. I want to go back to, uh, to the shower. Are you, okay. are you uh, in hot or cold water when you're doing that? Cause I know hot. some people are, are really singing the benefits of the cold water immersion and they actually meditate in cold showers. I've, and, heard and I've tried it. Yeah. Uh, Wim Hof. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, is that the I don't Ice think Man? I, what's that? Wim Hof? You heard of the Ice Man? Yeah, that's a Wim Hof guy that does the breathing uh, in the cold. Like he can withstand some crazy amount of cold, cold weather and cold yeah. temperatures. Um, I'm a believer in it. I believe there's better. Uh, I, I believe there's other benefits to it than just the the mindful side and the physiological benefits. You know the. I, I can't speak to the science of it, but it, you know the shrinking right. of the capillaries and then the whatever. Mm -hmm. I fully believe in it. Um, I've experienced it uh, both as a teenager in high school where I was a runner and our coach would put us in cold streams after a run and that would help us to heal. Um, you can't help but focus on the here and now when you're in cold water. You're like, this is miserable and, and you're breathing heavy. So it kind of forces some of the other physiological things that we know help us by tapping into yeah. the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, <laughs> but it's hard. It is hard to bring myself uh, uh, quite honestly, after being in the SEAL teams and um, growing kind of a hatred of cold water over time, I'm sure it, it's hard for me to take a cold shower these days, but I, I do it every once in a while. A good friend of mine has started a company 
where they where they're teaching uh, cold wa cold water immersion and the benefits of it. And uh, I tried for about two weeks doing just kind of ending my my shower cold. And it definitely does. It wakes you up. You feel great. It's just hard to make that step, right? Yeah. From hot to cold. <laughs> comfort. Yeah. Uh, comfort. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A two, a two inch <laughs> dial turn. <laughs> well, it's funny yeah. because I think, I think you were the one who, who had mentioned to me on the phone call. I think it was Iceman. I think, I think yeah. it's what his name on Instagram is, right? Oh, uh, uh, Wim Hof. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. It I, may be. I can't, I but, can't uh, remember. You brought up, I believe it was you who brought up someone. Yeah. It must have been, but I, I I have followed him now since we had that conversation. Yeah. And it's very intriguing to watch the ice baths. And, and I've done some cold cold showers here and there. And you there's a crispness to it yeah. that you get yeah, yeah. mentally um, on top of the frigidness of your, of your yeah. body. <laughs> I was just curious. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, oh, no, I'm you're fine. down a, a, a yeah. five-minute rabbit hole. Um, so we've talked about your practice. We've talked about how you stay disciplined. Um, and, and we've talked about kind of how you recommended it to some people as far as the advice on, Hey, they don't have to jump right into an hour long meditation. It's pretty simple. If you, if you really break it down, um, I want to switch, switch subjects now sure. um, on your LinkedIn. I see that you're involved in several nonprofits. Um, can you speak about those at all, um, as far as what what it is you uh, what it is you do with the nonprofits? Yeah, I mean, I think there's an assortment. I mean, really, so one of the things that I've really found um, that's been great inside of mindfulness and meditation is is the necessity to really get out of self. Yeah, that's you where know, I was going. That's where kind of where I was leading with this. Yeah. <laughs> so good and, job. Yeah. And it's, it's been an interesting journey. And I've done it, you know, for my last company that I was working with up until one of my primary focuses with 11th Hour Service is, is tapping into the volunteer community. And we've looked at an assortment of different places that we're really doing some of those things. Some, some of them are doing, um, you know, things like, you know, working with children, whether it's reading, um, some of it is donating. We're doing some stuff with Autism Speaks. Um, so th there's an assortment of things, but really... Um, the thought is really getting not only myself involved, but our others involved um, in the company, especially senior leadership, is, is this the aspect of giving others um, and, and training your brain to focus on the outside because it's so easy to go internal sure. real quick. And there's, I don't know, the, so I mean, it, it's all over the place, I would tell you, volunteer-wise. <laughs> Every day, I think we're actually, um, we just did some, some new cool backpacks for all of our employees. And now we're doing backpacks for everyone. And we're talking through right now, but we want to essentially, when you're done with the backpack, you, you would donate it and you would donate it with 20 bucks to fill it with, oh, you know, cool. um, pencils and books and things like that. And we essentially is as challenging as it may be, you know, if someone quits or someone gets let go, we don't want that to happen, but we figured if over a year, you know, we could take something as simple as, hey, let's turn this, you know, otherwise what could be considered a hardship or something that, you know, we're leaving each other and you're going to do something different. So we're sad, you're sad, et cetera. Let's take this moment and turn it into something that could be a little bit more beneficial for someone else. And over a year, taking all of those backpacks and then donating it to a school nice. that could give them to kids that don't have the accessibility and, and the backpacks are weatherproof and you know they're slim and they can hold a laptop and a, an assortment of things but really the focus I think doing volunteer work wasn't necessarily just about the volunteer work as much as what it gives you and us really as a community internal you right. know and I think building a community around that and that feeling of giving to others um, you know, take some of the selfishness that I think we, we feel on a day by day basis, um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. which is yeah. so great. Yeah. I mean, meditation, it, it's obviously got the internal and the physiological effects, but psychologically what it helps with, uh, obviously focus, productivity, creativity, communication, but one of the big ones is empathy. And that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I was thinking about tying that all together was, 
after being introduced to meditation, was that kind of what opened up your, I don't know, your, maybe your vision to serving others in, in those capacities? And it sounds like it, it sounds like it was a big piece of it. And, and I think, yeah. um, in all honesty, I think that had a big piece in what I'm doing now with Veterans Path is it helped me to learn that, that empathy, something that I wish that I had introduced to me earlier on in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much that I could work in a, a nonprofit, but empathy is huge as a leader across the board. Um, Absolutely. So uh, if, if, the, if you're listening to the show, for the three people that listen, uh, <laughs> uh, sure it's if, four. <laughs> it's got a, maybe four next week. <laughs> um, yeah. That's another benefit of practicing is that it, oh, yeah. it does open up your heart and it opens up uh, your mind to serving others, even though you are looking internally. Um, it, it's it's a huge benefit to, to others to do so. Taking taking care of yourself is a huge piece to take care of others, right? Yeah. So, well, awesome. funny story. Yeah, please. Thirty seconds. So, um, selfishness has been something that my mom loves to point out is hardwired into me, um, which, you know, when you're selfish, you don't, you don't think it is. You yeah. definitely, you're incorrect. Um, <laughs> and, and I have a very specific story that links up with when I was like two. Wow. And to, to about probably right before I had gotten into meditation, and I was, I was in a, it was Christmas time, which it, it's a love hate relationship um, because there's With decorations Christmas. and trees. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's the hustle and bustle and it's, it's great putting everything up. It's really horrible taking everything down. I just can't, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite. Um, but I'm, I'm, I was in California at the, at the time and we, it was probably four and a half, maybe five years ago, give or take. And um, I remember, we had just finished up Christmas. It was like the day after we were taking things apart. And my mom has a storage unit over her house in California where she stores everything. None of the boxes that have ornaments because she likes to get the really, every year she gets a different theme, which means every year we get additional choices of what box we're going to open this year but you don't get to take down just that one box that you choose on. You get to take them all down and then we get to visually kind of figure out which one we're gonna do. <laughs> Not my choice. Um, so we take everything down and then you gotta put everything back up and we're, we, we get into this little cat fight and I, I don't know what, it, what the trigger was. And I just remember telling her, look, if you're gonna be this way, I'm gonna leave. And she was like, you're so selfish. And I was like, I think you're ridiculous for thinking that. And she goes, exactly my point. And I was like, I'm going to leave. And so I remember, I remember getting into meditation. Um, and you know, a year and a half, two years go by and you get really kind of reflective. And I was with a couple of my buddies. Alex was one of them, the guy who, uh, you know, originally taught me about meditation. And sometimes, you know, you start, so selfishness for me is something that I've spent a lot of time internally working on, uh, you know, whether that is doing some of the volunteer stuff or being super reflective, um, et cetera. And one of the practices we were doing was this hour long meditation and where we had to essentially kind of think about where were some of these things originating from. And my mom used to tell me a story about when I was two, whenever the time is that you can talk, but you can't talk well. Yeah. Um, you can't formulate full sentences. And so selfishness was this really kind of core area that I need to focus on. And so I'm, I'm digging in and digging in. And, you know, in my, my head, I'm going back a year, maybe five years. And it, boom, hits me. And my mom is telling me about a story when I'm right around this time. And she goes, do you know that you used to walk around and you would do this? You would just stick your hand out like this. And you would just say, help it, help it, help it. And it was always someone like you would get in these tantrums if someone didn't stop what they were doing to do whatever you needed to get done. And she was like, that's literally been you for the entirety of your life. Now, not 
drastically, but enough so that I just very, my mom was probably one of the first people that came to me and she was like, night and day, yeah. lights on light switch off really um yeah because after was, the meditation started yeah wow. oh yeah to a point that she was like that you know i'll love you either way you can be a ding dong or not i'm gonna love you either way <laughs> you know but she was like i just remember as you started telling me more and more about it well you, everything really does change you know and i think that's such a cool thing and i think you know even in talking about the simplicity um, to really the drasticness, right? Because it can be something so simple. And I think for the first year that I was meditating, I don't think I was meditating more than five or 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Because I couldn't, like I couldn't grasp that yet. But two years in, it's like, man, depression, 75% down, you know, anxiety. I mean, I could for the most part flip a switch and turn that off. Um, drinking, stopped it. Don't do nice. it anymore. You know what I mean? One of those things where, don't get me wrong, I love a good IPA, right? But at the end of the day, it's like you look at something as substantial as meditation and wellness, and you turn it into this kind of lifelong journey, which when you break it down into the particulars, you know, there's the internal aspect, there's the external, there's the giving, right? There's the shedding of the old and taking on the new. And I think it's so cool to be able to look at something that I've not been able to get away from like anxiety and depression to a point where today it's like, I don't want to take a drug. Right. I don't, I don't want to be going to a psychiatrist to release all of the secrets that are in my closet. You know, I'm just, I don't know if I could do that, but I've got something as simple as a five minute meditation that can really break that open. And if you treat it right and massage it, you turn it into this tool that is no longer scary, where understanding myself has become, I think some of the more joyful times, right? Like I get into some of my meditations and what I get out of it in that time frame, introspectively, I think is deeper than I could ever get if I was just to sit and write down on a pen and paper with a pen mm -hmm. and paper, what I want to figure out about myself, right? you know? And that's the cool thing. You know, one of the reasons I think I really enjoyed linking up with you in the first path because or for the for the first reason is you know our main partner is a vet my dad is a vet a lot of my family members are vets my dad meditates you know he uses uh there's an app he uses i can't remember um i do meditation with my our partner you know and things like that and it's just it's it's cool to see people grasping onto something that if you were to talk about meditation five or seven years ago it, it was inconceivable if you were not a monk Right. You know, yeah. and now it's like, it's almost trendy. Do you even meditate, bro? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, I think I want to make a meme of that. <laughs> for, for <the> show. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. A um, couple of things I, I want to make sure we address there. Um, yeah. So you talked about, you know, going inside yourself when you do people are going, things are going to bubble up. Yep. Um, and sometimes those things are scary. Uh, sometimes they're really tough to deal with. Um, so I want to make sure that we don't get the, the message across that um, seeing a psychologist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, not at all. And sometimes those things that you don't even know need to be addressed will bubble up to the surface during meditation and mindfulness practices. And then you can seek that help now because you've done that introspective work. It's bubbled up. Absolutely. Um, so I want to make sure I, I touched on that. Um, and then, and then I love the, uh, the meme. Do you even, do you even meditate? Bro? You even meditate bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're definitely going to have to use that for the show. Yeah. Uh, well, Josh, um, what have we not spoken about that you want to make sure our listeners hear today or a message that you want to get across to them? Gosh, that's a good question. I think we've talked about so many good things. You know, I think I, I, I always think when I talk to anybody about meditation, it really kind of goes back to, I think, what I was originally, I think we had really originally discussed, which is, A, if you, if you need, I've got plenty of friends that seek, you know, help outside of meditation. If that's, if that's you, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think 
meditation and wellness is all about better understanding yourself and how do you use that information to to increase your wellness as a whole that's right. broken into so many some of us need puppies you know some of us need to roll around all with of us puppies. need puppies all, all of us, us need puppies. <laughs> <laughs> you know and some of us have to talk to people and things like that i think i think when i talk to anybody about wellness and meditation it's always don't overanalyze, over dramatize, over prophesize, over, you know, facilitate in yourself the exaggeration of what meditation and really wellness is. Yeah. Um, because in the large scope of things, yes. I mean, I, I read, and I was listening to a podcast the other day with one of the. Are you one of our three listeners? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I was, I was listening to a guy who was talking about, he went into this meditative state and 14 days later, he woke up. Wow. And, and he's like, you know, one of those big guru guys, I, someone that I followed from the, the, um, the meditation retreat I went on and he talks about this experience. And I think that is what ultimately people think about when they think about meditation, you gotta be a guru. Yeah, You know, you, you got to be a monk, you got to be someone who really understands what it is. And, and that's the great aspect of it today is that meditation is everywhere. It's in everything. And it, it is as simple as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. I can go take a one minute walk barefoot in the grass and purely pay attention to the feeling I'm getting on my feet. Right. To me, that's meditation, right? I'm, I'm, I am, you know, blanking out everything that's around me and focusing on what's on that. So similar to the breath where you're really focused on that feeling, the sensation, because that's where you get your centeredness is sure. That's what I, I really want everyone to really understand is there are a lot of avenues for help. And if you need to take whatever Avenue you need to take so that you feel good, don't think that you can't take partake in meditation and wellness because it is this drawn out thing. Right. You know, I mean, like I said, anxiety for the most part gone, depression gone. I don't, I don't need anything to make myself feel better than as simple as five minutes of alone time. And so I think if I was to say anything out of all of it, it's so much more simple than you think. Don't give up before you get it because you overthink it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So big. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's, it's, um, and I've, I've used this on numerous episodes before and I'll continue to use them or use it rather is it's like going to the gym. Um, if you think that you have to go and get a, an hour long workout to get any type of benefit and that keeps you from going and getting a 15 minute workout, then you're doing yourself a disservice because that 15 minutes is better than nothing, right? The 10 Absolutely. minutes of working out on the treadmill or whatever, that's better than nothing. Well, Absolutely. five minutes of meditating is better than zero. Uh, it's going and you're going to feel the benefit and it's cumulative. It adds up. So you mm -hmm. do five minutes every day for several weeks, several months, it's going to add up and you're going to start to see the difference and you're going to start to feel the difference. Uh, and other people like Josh has mentioned and, and I've mentioned other people are going to start to see the difference in you. Mm -hmm. You're going to start appreciating that difference too. Yes. If, you're, if you're one of the selfish ones out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in For case. All the moms I mean, out there. Not, not to name any names, Josh. <laughs> 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 well, well, great, Josh. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to you after this, if they had any questions, uh, if they wanted to pick your brain about any of the comments you made, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, I'll tell you too. My email was just super simple joshua.vineyard at me.com okay. or just look me up on LinkedIn. Easy enough. Easy enough. I'm a well, chatter. Awesome. So <laughs> I love it. I mean, at the end of some of these shows, uh, the guests apologize to me because they talk the whole show. Well, that's <laughs> the whole point of the podcast yeah. is to have the yeah. guests talk, not to have me talk. So the ones when it's me talking most of the time, that's the, those are the tougher ones to get through. So I, I For appreciate sure. uh, talkers. Um, well, Josh, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much Thanks. For, for being with us here today. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing your lessons learned uh, in, in your journey to meditation and through meditation. And uh, it's great to see and great to hear the positive effects that it has had 
on your life. And I hope that you continue to practice and continue to reap these benefits. Thanks, John. Yeah, it was a pleasure being on and gabbing your ear off. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Gratefully. <laughs> again, uh, thanks for being here. And until we speak again, stay safe and stay healthy. You too. For our listeners, thanks for listening to our show. Please check out Veterans Path online at veteranspath.org. We too are on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends and family. And remember, listeners can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. Thank you all and have a blessed day. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Veterans Path Podcast. Please follow us on social media and think about sharing your story with us there and potentially on the show. Together, we can make mental health a priority, improving and saving lives.